The shir today is dedicated in the schos of the birthday of Chana Basliba, Shnas Tatzlacha, Begashmi, Yisubaruch So we begin today the Gemara on Daf Ayin Dalad Amit Beis, Taner Abanon, five lines from the bottom of the Yamut. Taner Abanon, we learned in Abraise, Bentesha Shonim V'yoyim Echad. A child that's uh, from the age nine and up, which is a Ger Amayniu Mayavi. A ger from the nation of Ammon and Moya, which are ushered to marry into Klai Yisrael forever, even after the Gerus. Or a Mitzri v'adaymi, or the Mitzri and Adaymi in the first uh, three generations. Or a Kuti, which is from the ones that were Megaya, that are not good, that the Gerus is not accepted, and they also can't marry into Klai Yisrael. Or Venosin, or Vecholol, or Mamzer. He's also Opsulim. Shabo al that any of these men that had a relation with a Kehenes, or Val Alavir, or Alavir, or Val Bas Yisrael, or Bas Yisrael. Paslua. So she becomes Pasal. Now, what does she come Pasal for? If uh, she's a Bas Yisrael, she becomes Pasal to marry a Kain. <coughs> Anyone that has a relation with someone that's Pasal, it passes or not to have a relation with a Kain. She can't get married to a Kain. Or if she's a Kehenes and she was allowed to eat Truma up until this point, it passes her from eating Truma. The Gemara is going to bring the Psukim for this. Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi Yaisi says, no, the rule about this is a bit different. Kol Shazare Puzzle, if a woman has a relation with someone that the children from that relation would be Puzzle, then Puzzle. That puzzles her from marrying a Kayan. But if the children would not be Puzzle, ain't a Puzzle. That would not Puzzle her from marrying a Kayan. Gemara will explain the difference between Rabbi Yaisi and the Tanakama. A third opinion what the rule here is, what kind of relation to a puzzle passes her to marry a Kayin, or from Trume. As long as, if, if a girl would be born from this relation, this girl would be muttered to a Kayin, then the, the woman herself, if she is an almana from this man that she, had, uh, she was married to, she would be muttered to marry a Kayin as well. If the daughter becomes is possible to marry a kain, then you can't marry this woman herself that had a relation with this man. Okay, so the Gemara is now going to explain the source of, of, uh, of all of this and the, the difference. What is the practical difference between all these opinions here? On the top of Ayin the third line right now. So first, what is the case that is the difference between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yaisi? If a woman marries a, a second generation Mitzri, so here there'll be a difference between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yaisi, because according to Tanakam, she married someone that's possible, so it passes her. According to Rabbi Yaisi, she only becomes possible to Kahuna if the child is possible to marry into Klal Yisrael, or possible to marry a Kayin. But if you, hear, if you marry a second generation Mitzri, the third generation Mitzri is Mutter. So therefore, she herself also does not become possible to marry a Kayin. Says the Gemara, Both of them learn out this, whether how we set this rule here from when a Kain Gadol marries an Almana, which is a case of, uh, of an Isra, where a Kain Gadol is not allowed to marry an Almana. The Tanakam is Savar, so now this case of a Kain Gadol marrying an Almana, so Rashi says, dear, the Pasik says, Lo Yechalo, that uh, should not it, you're not allowed to marry an almana? Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry almana, not to desecrate. But it uses the word yichalel. It doesn't say leyachel with one lamed. It says with two lamets. From this you learn out the child bo- is, that's born becomes a cholol, 
and the woman herself becomes a Cholol. It, it passes her as well through this marriage to the Kohen Gadol. So now, the Tanakam says, we compare it to Kohen Gadol and Almana as follows. Ki Kohen Gadol Balmana. Ma, Kohen Gadol Balmana. Just like when a Kohen Gadol marries an Almana, that it passes her. Should be Yosei Baveda. So this, the, the relation here is an Aveda. Upaisalba. And that's why it passes her. Avkol should be Yosei Baveda. Anytime a woman has any relation with any man, which is an Aveda, Paisal. It passes her. It doesn't make a difference. We don't look at the child, whether the child's going to be Paisal or not. We look at the Bia itself. Rabbi Yaisi Sava, Rabbi Yaisi says, no, ki kangadol ba'amana, we compare to kangadol ba'amana, the married nalmana. Ma kangadol ba'amana shazara apostle, just like by kangadol uh, that marries an almana, what happens? The, the child becomes apostle. That's what lo means. That lo is going on the child. Upaisal, and it passes her as well. In that one word, yechalel, the two lamids teach that it passes the child and it passes her itself. Avkal, so too, we always say, Shazare, Pasal, Upaisal, only in a case where the woman has a relation with someone, that the child born will be Pasal, then I say that it passes her from marrying a Kayin or from meeting Troma. Lafuki Mitzri Shaini, so therefore this comes to exclude a case of a Mitzri, which is a second generation Mitzri, Shain Zare, Pasal. The child that's born is a third generation Mitzri, and that child is not Pasal, that child is a regular Yidin Klal Yisrael that can marry even a Kayin. Now, Makra, as the Pasuk says, regarding a Mitzri, Bonim, Ashivodlam, Doshlishi, Yavodlam, the Kalashem, the third generation Mitzri is allowed to marry into Kal Yisrael. So, therefore, she herself will also be Mutter to marry a Kain after the relation with this man. Now, the third opinion in this Braisa was, Rabshim, Gamliolaimer, Kolshatanaisibitoi, if a woman has a relation with a man and the, and the daughter that's born is still Mutter to marry into Kal Yisrael, Atanais Almanasai, she herself. She's an almana from this man. She wants to not go marry a kain. She can marry a kain. But Chal Shiatanai says, Bitoi, only if you can't marry the daughter, then Yatanai Salmanosai. Then you can't marry her. She can't get married to a kain as well. So, what is the Chiddush of Rabshim Gamliel? My Ike ben Gamliel. What is the difference? Rabbi Yesi said, anytime any child is possible, she can't marry a kain. Rabshim Gamliel says, has to be specifically a case that the daughter becomes possible. Says so the Gemara, the difference is, If a woman marries a ger from Amun which is someone which is possible, a ger from Amun may not marry into Klal Yisrael, she marries this ger from Amun this will be the difference between Rabbi Yisrael and Rabbi Gamliel. According to Rabbi Yisrael, she'll be possible to marry into Klal Yisrael. Because if a son is born from this marriage, a zera, a, a child, which is a son that's born from this marriage, will be possible to marry into Klal Yisrael. So she herself will also be possible. But according to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, what happens if a daughter is born from this marriage? So this Gemara is going to bring soon, we had already before, the Isra of Amin and Moyav to marry into Klai Yisrael is only for the Zohar, not for an Akeva, because we darshan Amin and not Amoinis, like by Rus. Rus was a Moyavis as well, and she was able to marry into Klai Yisrael. So over here, since the daughter will be mutter, so according to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, the mother will also be mutter to marry a kain. <laughs> and again, the Gemara says that the source of this, both of them are learning this out from the from kain gadol to almana. When a kain gadol marries an almana, she now becomes possible to marry a kain. And the question is, how do we compare to this? The Rabbi Yaisi saw what Rabbi Yaisi says, we compare to Kohen Gadol Balmana and we say as follows, Ma Kohen Gadol Balmana, just like when a Kohen Gadol marries an Almana, Shazare Pasal Upaisal, that the child born is Pasal and it Pasal the mother as well. Avkal, Shazare Pasal Paisal. 
if this is a marriage between this woman and this man, and, and there's a child that would be born here, that would be possible, and that includes even Amun and Mayav, because a son that's born is possible. So too, she becomes possible to marry a kind. But for Rabshim Gamliel says, we compare to a Kangal that married an Almana. Ma Kangadl Balmane, just like in the case where Kangadl married an Almana, Shakolzare Possel. It's not only that it's a possibility that, that a son would be possible. Whatever child is born, a son or a daughter, any Zera would be possible when a Kangadl marries an Almana. Afkal, so too, when do we say that a woman that had a relation with someone which is possible, if possible to marry a kain, she calls out a possible. That's only if it's a relation with a man that any kind of child that's born would be possible. And that's a filo nekevis. That even if the nekevis that's born would also be possible. La fuki ger So therefore, Rab Shemgamil says this excludes the case of a woman that married a ger amayni which was oser, which is possible. But over there, the nekevis have a kshedis a daughter that's born on a keva will be kosher to marry into Klai Yisrael. As we learned, the Master has said, The Isra of a ger of Amin and Moyav to marry into Klai Yisrael is only the Zachar, not Amainis. And therefore, the woman that has a relation with this man will also be kosher to marry, still be kosher to marry a kain. But now in continuation to this, Rav Chiste says, Everybody will agree, Balmonas Isa. If, there, that there, if, the, if there's a woman that got married to someone that's a Suffolk puzzle. He got married, she got married to a Cholol, but it's not definite that he's a Cholol. It's a Suffolk if he's a Cholol or not. The term Isa, as we saw before in the Gemara, is a term that the Gemara uses when you have a situation of a Suffolk. It's just like a dough, which is mixed with water, and flour, <laughs> and other ingredients. So here you have a man, a Kayan, which is a Suffolk. He may be a Cholol, maybe not. If he's a Cholol, and a woman marries her, marries him, that is, she becomes puzzle as well. If he's not a chal, she doesn't become puzzle. So Rav Chista says that everybody agrees that an almana that marries this man, which is a suffix, shepsula lekohona, that she does become puzzle to marry a kain. And the Gemara explains, man mekel bahani tanoi, all these opinions that we just brought here, regarding a woman marrying someone that's puzzle. When does she become puzzle to marry a kain? Who was the most lenient opinion? Rab Shimon Gamliel. Shimon Gamliel was the most lenient opinion here. He said even if she marries a ger of Amun and Moyev, she'll still be kosher. The Ka'ama, and what did he say? Only in a case where the daughter that's born, that's born will be kosher to marry into Klal Yisrael, then the woman herself could marry a kain. But if you can't marry the daughter, then the woman herself will also become puzzle. Now, what was Rab Shem Gamil trying to say with this Lumutimai, which is the case that he's coming to say that over here the daughter is puzzle, so therefore she herself also can't marry a Kain? In a case where a woman marries a Kain that might be a Cholol, so because it's a suffix, the child that's born, and that's any child that's born, whether a Zachar or an Akeva, will be possible to marry a Kain. Because this is a suffix, you have to be Machmer, you don't know, the child might be a Cholol or a Chalola. So just like the child will be possible, with Machmer that the child is possible, so too this woman herself that married this suffix Psul, which is called Esau, will also be possible. That's what Avchista said. Now the Gemara says, there are though Tanoim that argue and will be Mateher. La Fuke Midahani Tanoi. This comes to exclude from the following Tanoim. The Tanan, as we learned in the Mishnah, hey, the Rabbi Shur, Rabbi the Ben both Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shur that is, and Rabbi the Ben testified, and we learned this in the Gemara in Subis, Al Almonas Isa, regarding this woman that married this man that was a Suffolk soul, he might be a Cholol. 
that she will still be kosher to marry a Kayin. What's the reason? My time have a Sfek Sveke, because this is a Sfek Sveke, Sfek Sveke Lekula. Now, the term Sfek Sveke here in the Gemara is not the term that it usually, what it usually means here. So the, the title Sfek Sveke here means, about her, there's no Suffolk. We know that she has a Chazaka that she's kosher. She's kosher to marry a Kayin. If she's a Kehenes, she's kosher to eat Troma. Who's the Suffolk about? The Suffolk is about the man that she married. Whether he's a Chalul or not, and now if she married him, does that passel her? Because there's no suffolk in her, the suffolk is in the man. And now that suffolk of the man that she married, the question is now whether that suffolk will now passel her. So therefore, we put her on her chazok and it doesn't passel her. So the term sveik sveiki here in the Gemara means we're taking the suffolk of the man and now we want to, because of that, passel her me suffolk. So because it's not originally a, a, any suffolk about her, Adarava, she has a chazake, so therefore she remains kosher when she married this man. That's the type of sveik here. Usually sveik means something else. Usually sveik means when you have a double suffolk. But that, over here, according to Rashi at least, that's not the type of sveik There's another pshat in this in the Gemonic Subas, Taishas over there learns sveik It does mean kipshutai, but over here, according to Rashi, that's, that's the type of sveik Okay, going back to the Mishnah. Vadon bevadon mutter. Said in the Mishnah, this is the opinion of Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar in the Mishnah says, when you have two definite psulim, like a mamzer with a mamzeres, then they're allowed to marry each other. But if you have a suffolk mamzer, which is what we spoke about before, a shtuki, which is a suffolk mamzer, a child that doesn't know who his father is, that shtuki is not allowed to marry a mamzer because the shtuki may be a kosher yid. So how could he marry a mamzer? That was the opinion of Rabbi Lazar. So I'm Rav Yudah Marav, Halacha he says that we paskin like Rabbi Lazar, that if it's a, if it's a suffix with a vade psul, a vade mamze, they can't marry each other. Kemrisa kamei Shmuel. So when Rabbi Yehuda said what Rav paskin, that we paskin like Rabbi Lazar in front of Shmuel, Amalis the Shmuel said, how could you say we paskin like Shmuel? Hillel Omar uh, again, sorry, kamrisa kamei Shmuel Amali Hillel shine there. Sorry, I went up a line. Hillel shine asare yuchzin alami bavel Hillel taught the same halacha as we had in the first mission of this Patek, which is the mission of Asara Yuchsen Olomi Babel, the ten different levels of Yichus of Yidin that came up from Babel, and the Kula Metarim Lavi Zemizeh. And there the mission had said that all the Psulim are allowed to marry each other. And the Mishnah there clearly said that includes a Mamzer with a Shtuki, even though the Mamzer is a definite Psul and the Shtuki is only a Suffolk, but the Mishnah clearly said that they are allowed to marry each other. Not like Rabbi Lazar. So, and you're saying that halacha is like Rabbi Loza, how would we paskin different than what Hillel taught? So we always know that halacha is like Hillel. Okay, so we have a very machlekes of Rav and Shmuel. Rav paskins like Rabbi Loza, that any time there's a situation of a suffix, that suffix psul cannot marry the mamza, which is a definite psul. And Shmuel says, no, we paskin like the Mishnah, the first Mishnah, or this Braisa, which is Hillel, that says that even a suffix psul with the vade mamza could marry each other. Says the Gemara, we have here a contradiction in Rav's opinion, and there's also a contradiction in Shmuel's opinion. Because we learned the following is between Rav and Shmuel, we see in Arusa, she's only after the first stage of marriage, she's still living by her father, and we see that she's pregnant. And we're at, we ask her, who, who is she pregnant from? So now we have a suffix. She may be pregnant from her husband, but she also may be pregnant from someone else. And she's an anxious ish. If she's pregnant from someone else, a child that's born is a mamzer. So this is a case of a suffix mamzer. Rav Omar Havlad Mamzer. Rav says, we're going to treat this child like a definite mamzer, even though it's really a suffix, but he has the halacha like a definite mamzer. 
Shmuel Avlat Shtuki. Shmuel says, no, we don't know for sure. This is a case of, of a Shtuki. Like, we don't know who the father is, so it's a Suffolk Mamzer. Now, what's the relevance of this Machlaikis? So the Gemara explains. Rav Amavlad Mamzer. When Rav is saying that the child here that is a Mamzer, what that means is that the child that's born here will be allowed to marry a Mamzeres. What that basically means is, even though this child is a Suffolk Mamzer, still the Suffolk Mamzer will be mutter to get married to a definite Mamzeres. And Shmuel says that the child is a Shtuki. It's a Suffolk Mamzer. And what Shmuel meant to say is that this child will be also to marry a definite Mamzeres. So this is a contradiction. Before, Rav said that we passing like Rabbi Lazo, that a Suffolk Mamzer is not allowed to marry a definite Mamzer. Here, Rav is saying, no, that this Arusa, which is pregnant, and we don't know who the child is, it, we, we treat it like a definite Mamzer and is allowed to marry the Mamzeres. And the same, the opposite, Shmuel over here is saying that in this case, we have to be Machmer, this child that's born cannot marry a Mamzeres. And before said, Shmuel says, you paskin like uh, Hillel, that said that a Suffolk soul and a definite Mamzer could marry each other. So the Gemara answers, the first answer, the Gemara says, you're right, Eipuch, we have to switch the two opinions here of Rav and Shmuel. Rav and Shmuel attack is saying the opposite. In this case of the Arusa, and you don't know who the child is, Rav is the one that said that because it's a Suffolk, the child is a Shtuki, and therefore he cannot marry a Mamzer. Shmuel is the one that says that we treat this child like a definite Mamzer, and he could marry a Mamzer. So we have to switch the opinions. Oh, the Gemara spells it out itself. Rav, Amavlad, Shtuki. Rav is the one that said that the child is a Shtuki and you cannot marry a Mamzeres. And Shmuel, Amavlad, Mamzer. Shmuel is the one that said that the child is treated like a definite Mamzer and he could marry a Mamzeres. So the Gemara asks on this answer, once you're switching their opinion, so then it comes out, Tarti, Lomali. So, so it comes out that Rav and Shmuel said this halacha twice. They said it once regarding the, the Mishnais that we had over here. Do we pass him like Rabbi Lazar? Do we not pass him like Rabbi Lazar? And here they're saying it again regarding the, the child that's born from this Arusa, which is a Suffolk Mamzer. They're basically saying the same point twice. It says the Gemara at Sriche. No, it's necessary to say both cases because it's not exactly the same. If I would only say the Halacha over here regarding our Mishnah where we have a Shtuki, you don't know who the father is. But here we're not talking about a woman which was an Arusa which was an Asha Sish. Here we're talking about a, a single woman and she had a relation with someone and we don't know who the child is. We don't know who the father is, so we don't know what the status of the child is. I would say, only here Rav said that this child that's born is not allowed to marry a mamzer, because if she's a single woman, we're going to assume that, she, that the child born is not a mamzer because most people that she could have had a relation with are kosher for her. But in the case that Rav and Shmuel are arguing over here regarding a woman that's an Arusa, she's already a Shesish. Most people that she would have a relation with would be possible for her. It's much more possible that the child that's born here is a Mamzer. Maybe in this case, even though it's not for sure that he's a Mamzer, still could be that she's pregnant from her husband. But over here, maybe I would say she, that, that Rav agrees to Shmuel that the child should be a Mamzer, should be treated like a Mamzer and could be married a Mamzer. The other hand, the Gemara says, but if we would only say over here, the Machleik is regarding this Arusa, I would say, in this case, Rav would say that uh, the child that's born is, is going to be treated like a Mamzer, because over here, it's possible, oh, sorry, again, in, in this case, that is, in this case, Rav says that it's a Suffolk, that it's a Shtuki, again, the Gemara, the Gemara switched their opinions. The Gemara said that according to Rav, we don't treat the child like a definite mamzer. So I would say that in this case, Rav says you don't treat the child like a definite mamzer. She has a husband. True, she's still living in her father's house, but she is the nation's ish. 
So when we have a suffix who she's pregnant from, there's a very big room to say that it's actually from her husband. So over here, Rav says we have to... There's a, there, we have to be concerned that this is a kashari yid. So how could he have a relation with a mamzeres? How could he get married to mamzeres? Ah, well, baha, when we just see a single woman that had a relation with someone, she has no husband, in such a case, I would say that maybe the person that she had a relation is someone that's puzzled. So therefore, Tzvich has to say in both cases, Rav's opinion, that in both cases, Rav says that there's room to say that the child that's born is kosher, and therefore, a Suffolk mamzer cannot, have, cannot get married to a definite mamzeres. This is all one shot. Now the Gemara says, Really, I can tell you that you don't have to switch their opinions, and that is regarding this case that we brought, Arusa, Arusa Shibra. When you see an Arusa that's pregnant and the child that's born, there's a suffix over here. So Rav said that the child's a Mamzer and Shmuel said the child is a Shtuki. So you don't have to switch their opinions to fit with what Rav and Shmuel said, whether you're passing like Rabalaza or not. Why? Because my Mamzer the Kama Rav, when Rav over here says that the child is a Mamzer, Lav Mutubi Mamzeres. Rav didn't say that the child is a mamzer to teach you that now this mamzer will be mutter with a mamzeres. No, that's not because, because Rav holds that a child which is a Suffolk mamzer is not going to be mutter with a mamzeres because Rav passes like Rebbe Lazar. So that's not what Rav meant to say here. Hello, what did he mean to say? The Asabibas Yisrael. He was trying to say that this Suffolk mamzer is going to be also to get married to a Yid. He's also to get married to a mamzeres because he might be kosher. But he's also to get married to a Yid, because he might be a Mamzer. That's all I've meant to say. Well, on both sides. That's what that's Rabbalah's opinion. Now, Shmuel Amahavlat Shtuki, when Shmuel says that this child is a Suffolk, so Shmuel also wasn't discussing the status of this child regarding marrying a Mamzeres. Regarding marrying a Mamzeres, Shmuel's opinion is that the child could marry a Mamzeres, because we're passing like the Braise, like Hillel, that you could marry a Mamzeres. When Shmuel said that the child is a Shtuki, the Asabibas Yisrael, Shmuel was trying to say that even though this child would be mutter to marry a Mamzeres, because any Suffolk soul is allowed to marry a Vadai soul, but on the other hand though, this child will be also to marry a Bas Yisrael, because he might, a Suffolk soul is also to marry a Bas Yisrael. Okay, so now the Gemara addresses over here. So what are we saying? That Rav and Shmuel, when Rav said the child's a mamzer, and when Shmuel said the child is a shtuki, again, we're talking over here about this woman that's an arusa, that's pregnant, the child that's born is aser, both Rav and Shmuel came to say the same point, that this child is aser to Abbas Yisrael. So, so the Gemara asks, if that's the case, Ihachi, Hainu de Rav. So Shmuel and Rav are coming to say the same point? They're both coming to say that this child is aser to marry a Yisrael? So what, what's the difference between them? Says the Gemara, Shmuel came to add another point there. True, in this detail, they're both saying the same thing. But Shmuel came to say that the child is a shtuki. Ela, my shtuki. What was Shmuel saying when the child is a shtuki? That we're not going to consider this child to be a kayan. So again, the case over here is an arusa. She's pregnant. We don't know who this child is pregnant from. Let's say her husband is a kayan. She's arguing, she's saying that I'm pregnant from my husband and my child's a kain. Says, says Shmuel, no, the child is a shtuki. We can't trust her. We don't know that this child is a kain. That's what Shmuel came to add when he used the term shtuki. Says the Gemara, pshita. Shmuel doesn't have to say this. It's obvious that we can't consider this child to be a kain. If Rav came and said that this child that's born from this arusa, we don't know if, if who she had a relation with. And therefore, we can't, we can't even consider him to be a kosher yid. Do you have to tell me that the child is not going to be a kayan? Obviously, we're not going to elevate him to a status to be a kayan. 
So what was Shmuel, again, the question remains, what was Shmuel adding with this term of Shtukia here? Says the Gemara, Elamai Shtuki, what does Shtuki mean? What Shmuel came to add is regarding Yerusha. If he wants to inherit from his father's possessions, we don't allow him to inherit. He comes and argues, I'm a son. We're going to quiet him. He can't claim he's a son because we don't know who the father is. So the Gemara asks on this, that's also obvious. Pshita, it's obvious. Do we know who the father is? The halacha always is, you want to come and inherit money, you're going to have to prove that you're a son. If you can't prove it, how, how should you be allowed to take from these possessions here? <laughs> and says the Gemara, no, there still would be a Chiddush, the Chiddush would be in a case where he went and grabbed the money before we had a chance. He went and grabbed the money, so now he has it already in his possession. It's in his Chazakeh. And he's saying, I'm a son, it's mine, it's in my possession, and he wants to keep it. In such a case, I would think that we allow him to keep this money. So that's why the Gemara here, Shmuel, is coming and saying, no, he's a shtuki, and we tell him, we don't know that you're a son, and you can't keep this money. He, by saying, no, the Gemara says another pshat, what, uh, what Shmuel was adding by saying that this child of the Sarusa is a shtuki, my shtuki, what did Shmuel mean by the term shtuki? He really did. He didn't really mean only shtuki, he meant the term that we already had in the Mishnah, according to Abishol. Shtuki means buduki. Shtuki means that we will, that we quiet down the child because the child has no idea who his father is, but we go and ask the mother. We're going to ask the mother who the father is. Shabbat Kinesimai, we ask the mother, Vaimeres, and she comes and says, the Kasha Nevalti, that I was married to Akasha, which means basically her husband. This child was born from my husband. And Amenes, we trust the mother. That's what Shmuel came to say here. Rav said that the child is puzzled to marry a Yid because it's a suffix. And Shmuel came to say, no, we're going to ask the mother and we trust the mother. Says the Gemara, Keman. According to whose opinion is Shmuel saying this, that we trust the mother? Rabbi Gamliel, is he saying this like the opinion of Rabbi Gamliel, which we had already before? And the Gemara is going to bring the Mishnah of Rabbi Gamliel's opinion that we could trust the mother. Shmuel once said this halacha that we're passing like Rabbi Gamliel. So what's the Mishnah? What's the halacha of Rabbi Gamliel? Rabbi Gamliel said, a woman is pregnant. And they asked her, Who are you pregnant from? And she answers, I'm pregnant from, from this man, and he's a kayan, meaning he's a person that's kosher. Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Yehazah said, We believe her. Rabbi Yehazah No, we do not trust her. And that Mishnah Shmuel said, We're passing like Rabbi Gamliel, that we trust her. So the question of the Gemara is, why would Shmuel have to come and, and state his opinion over here again regarding this Arusa, that we don't know who she had a relation with, to say that, we tr- that the child is a shtuki, that we trust the mother to say who she had a relation with, if Shmuel already said this, that we pass him like Rabbi Gamliel, that we trust her to say who she had a relation with. So the Gemara answers, no, Shmuel has to say his opinion here again. Because the email is, um, if it was only that opinion of Rabbi Gamliel, that Mishnah, over there we're talking about a single woman. So most men that you would have a relation with would be people that are kosher for her. There's only a, a minority of people that would be relatives, that would be Aser. So there I trust her. It's not only her Taina, but she has a Raif supporting her Taina. Here she's an Arusa. She's an Eish So most men she would have a relation with, besides her husband. They're all puzzle. I would say that when she says she had a relation with her husband and that's who she's pregnant from, I would say that I don't believe her. That's why Shmuel have to say over here as well that the child is a shtuki because I do trust the mother. Okay, that's the conclusion of this opinion. This detail of Rabbi opinion, whether we pass him like Rabbi or not. Now the Gemara goes to the next point that Rabbi said in the Mishnah, 
Gemara doesn't quote here the Lashon of the Mishnah, but what was the next point that the Mishnah said in the name of Rabbi Lazar, the very end of the Mishnah, and Dafayin Dalar Amaral, the Mishnah said, Kuti, that a Kuti is not allowed to marry a Kutis. Even though they, they come from the same, they're the same, but they're both considered to be a Suffolk and they can't marry each other. So the Gemara now will explain why is this. <laughs> so Tanya in Abraisa, we learned Rabbi Lazar spells this out, V'chein Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar also said, Kuti lo yisa Kutis. A Kuti is not allowed to marry a Kutis. Okay, so again, the Kutim are the Gatim in the time of the first place of Mikdash, and there's a suffix if their Gatis was a good Gatis or not, or there's a Machloikis rather, whether their Gatis was because they were afraid of lions that were attacking them, that's what happened then, or no, they were, they were sincere Gatim, they're real Gatim. So the Gemara asks, my time, uh, what's the reasoning of Rabbi Lazar? If the, if the Kutim are good Gatim, so they should be allowed to marry each other. If they're not accepted gatim, so they're goyim, so they can marry each other. Why, why are we saying that a kuti can't marry the kutis? Rav Yasef says, Rav Yasef, We consider them to be like a ger after 10 generations. What happens with a ger after 10 generations? The Tanya, we learned in Abraise, ger ad asaradoiris mutabimamzeres. The halacha is that a ger, we pass in like the opinion that says that a ger is allowed to marry a mamzer, but that's only up to 10 generations of a ger. He's allowed to marry a mamzeres. Mikan ve'elech, but past 10 generations, also be mamzeres, he's not allowed to marry a mamzeres. And the reason is because after 10 generations, it's forgotten that this person comes from Gaidim. So everyone looks at this person as a regular yid. And he's marrying a mamzeres. So people are going to come to say that a regular yid is allowed to marry a mamzeres. After 10 generations, you're not allowed. The Yashayim Rehim, another opinion says it doesn't matter, it doesn't go by 10, the number 10 generations specifically, when you see that nobody remembers anymore, that this Ger comes from Gaidim, comes from Goyim, that we're in Megayer, so then you can't marry, uh, he can't marry a Mamzeres anymore. So the Gemara is saying over here, similar regarding a Kuti and a Kutis, we don't want a Kuti to marry a Kutis, we don't want anyone to make a mistake that a Yid, maybe people will look at the Kuti as a Yid, and he's marrying a Kutis, which people will look at as a guy. So therefore, we don't want people to make a mistake that uh, a yid is allowed to marry this kutis. How can you compare this case to, to the gera, case of a ger and a mamzeres? Over there, we're talking about a situation where the geros is many generations before and it's forgotten. So therefore, people will come to mamzeres chadosha. This mamzeres, everybody knows is a mamzeres. So there's a big concern. People might think that a, a yid is allowed to marry a mamzeres. So Amri Bas Yisrael who becomes a mamzeres, people will think a yid is marrying the mamzeres. Here we're talking about a kuti and a kutis. Everybody knows that this is a kuti, and everybody knows that this is a kutis. So what's the concern? Why would anyone make a mistake if you allow the kuti to marry a kutis? So the question remains: What kind of a suffix could there be over here with this kuti and the kutis that Rabbi Loz is saying that they can't marry each other? Elah says the Gemara ki yasad avdimi Amar Rabbi Lazar Savala Amar said Rabbi Lazar Savala Kishmu. That Rabbi Lazar holds, like Rabbi, Rabbi Shmuel, that is. Rabbi Lazar holds like Rabbi Shmuel. <coughs> and Rabbi Shmuel, Savar, like Rabbi Kiva. And Rabbi Shmuel holds like Rabbi Kiva. So the Gemara explains what it means now here. Rabbi Lazar, Savar, like Rabbi Shmuel. The first point is Rabbi Lazar holds like Rabbi Shmuel. The Oma Kutim, Gere Aroy is saying. The Kutim are not real Gerim. They only were Megaya out of fear because of the lions that attacked them. So really, the Kutim are Goyim. That's one point. Another point is <coughs> Rabbi Shmuel Savala Kerabakive. Rabbi Shmuel holds like Rabakive. What is Rabakive's opinion? This is the, the basis of Rabakive's opinion is anytime you have a relation with someone that is an Isra of a lav, the child that's born is a mamzer. 
The Oman, therefore, Rabbi Kiva says, and Rabbi Kechavim were on Eved that got married to a Yid, Havlad Mamzer. The child that's born is going to be a Yid, but the child's going to be a Mamzer. And so, therefore, over here, the concern over here is that when you have a Kuti and a Kutis, the Kuti might be a full guy. Because Gerei Adoyes, their Gerei was not a good Gerei, so the Kuti is a guy. The Kutis, though, it could be that the father is a guy, but the mother was a Yid. And in such a case, according to Rabbi Kiva, what happens is the child is going to be a Yid. It's a Mamzer, but a Yid. The Yichas does not go after the father. If you don't learn like Rabbi Kiva, so then if they, they, they get married to each other, so then the child is, the, the Yichas goes after the father and the child's not a Yid Bechlal. So then there would be no issue of the Kuti marrying the Kutis. But according to Rabbi Kiva, there's a lav of Leitus Chatan, but you're not let him marry. And the, what happens is the child that's born is a Yid, but is a Mamzer. So therefore, when a Kuti marries a Kutis, there's going to be a Suffolk here. Could be you're marrying a Kutis that's a guy like you, this Kutis, this Kuti and the Kuti, they're both Goyim. What could be this Kutis, his mother was a Yid, and only the father was a Kuti. And therefore, he really, it's a Kuti marrying a Yid. That's why the Balaza says there's a Suffolk here, and they can't marry each other. But the Gemara asks on one detail of this answer. What did we say over here? That Rabbi Loza follows Rabbi Shmuel's opinion, and Rabbi Shmuel also agrees to what Rabbi Kiva said, that any time you have an Isalav, and in this case, it's the Isser of a Yid marrying a guy. The child that's born is, could be a Yid, and the child will be a Mamzer. But the Gemara asks on that, Could you say that Rabbi Shmuel holds like Rabbi Kiva? But Rabbi Yechenin said a different statement in the name of Rabbi Shmuel. How do I know that a Kehenes that had a relation with a guy? Or or a or a had a relation with a guy. How do I know that this passes them from a kain? because the pasuk says almana that a bas kain that was married and then she became an her husband died or she got divorced. she has no children. What happens then? If she's a Kehanes, she can go back to eat Truma. Or she can still marry a Kayan. If she's an Almana, she can still go marry a Kayan. Because she has no children from this marriage. As long as she had no children from that marriage, she can go back and marry a Kayan. So what did Rabbi Shemal Dashan from this Pasik? We're talking over here about a situation where she married another Yid. Where when she marries another Yid, the marriage takes effect. And the only time the marriage ends is either if her husband dies or her husband divorces her. But if this woman, whether she's a Kehenes, Olivia, Yisraelis, if she has a, a, a relation with a guy, she gets married to a guy, over there the marriage does not take effect at all. There is no marriage and there is no concept of her being an Almana or a Grusha. Over here in such a case, she's going to become Pasal to Kohone, she's going to become Pasal of eating Truma. That was the Drash of Rabbi Shmuel. Now, the Ezel Gedaitach Savalok Rabbi Kiva, if you can say that Rabbi Shmuel holds like Rabbi Kiva, that what happens when a Jewish woman marries a guy, so that the marriage does take effect, and the child that's born is a mamzer. Hash, the mamzer have it, if the child that's born is a mamzer, is it necessary to say that she will now herself, this woman herself, will become possible to a kain? That's poshit. If the child is a mamzer, if a woman has a relation with someone, that the child is a mamzer, for sure she can't get married to a kain. So it wouldn't be necessary for Rabbi Shmuel to say this drasha. The fact that Rabbi Shmuel says this drasha means Rabbi Shmuel does not hold like Rabbi Kiva that we quoted before, that Rabbi Kiva says that the, that the child that's born will be a Yisrael and a mamzer. 
So therefore, the Gemara over here switches the answer that we said before, just one detail. Ella Rabbalazar, the opinion of Rabbalazar, that says it is a concern of a kuti, marrying a kutis, Savalak Rabbi Shmol. So Rabbalazar agrees to Rabbi Shmol that says that who are kutim? Kutim are rais. They're not real gerim. The Omar Kutageri Arois. And the Savalak Rabakive, he also holds like Rabakive, the Omar Oivid, Kechavim, the Eved, Abal, Bas Yisrael, Avlad Mamzer. That a guy that has a relation with a woman, with a Yiddish woman, that the child is a Yid and the child is a Mamzer. So here the Gemara is saying it's not that Rabbi Shmuel holds this, Rabbi Shmuel doesn't hold this. Rabbi Lazar in one detail holds like Rabbi Shmuel, and in another detail he holds like Rabbi Kiva. So therefore it comes out that when a Kuti marries a Kutis, this Kutis that you're marrying may be a guy or may be a Yid. This is a suffix. So therefore Rabbi Lazar says a Kuti can't marry a Kutis. Okay, but the Gemara asks on this Pshat as well, V'omer Rabbi Lazar, but Rabbi Lazar... Huh? Oh, sorry, one, one line up. Okay, I'm sorry. But can you say that Rabbi Lazar holds like Rabbi Kiva that any time you have a marriage which is an Isra of a lav, including a, a, a Yiddish woman that marries a guy, which is an Isra of a lav, like the Schattenbaum, that what happens is the child is a mamzer. Rabbi Kiva, sorry, Rabbi Lazar, that is, cannot hold like Rabbi Kiva. Why? Because Rahama Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar said the following. B'shamay and B'shil are arguing regarding a co-wife. What's the salach of a co-wife? This is talking about the mitzvah of Yibum. The mitzvah of Yibum is when a person dies without children, so the brother has to marry this wife. <clears throat> now what happens if this wife is a Issa Erve to the brother? Then there is no mitzvah of Yibum. Not only is there no mitzvah of Yibum, it's actually going to be a Issa Kodis to marry your brother's wife. Eishes Och. A brother's wife is a Issachotis. Now, the question is, what's with the co-wife? This wife is Taka Issa Erve. Does that also ask the co-wife to marry now the brother? So there's a machlokes about this between Beishamai and Basil and the Mishnah there in Yevamis. Beishamai says that the co-wife still has a mitzvah of Yibum. On the other hand, Basil says no. If the first wife has no mitzvah of Yibum, then the second wife doesn't have a mitzvah of Yibum either. Not only does the second wife not have a mitzvah of Yibum, it's actually a Issachadis of Eishis Ach. So now, that's the machlekes that they argue regarding Tzadis. But not. nevertheless, the, the Rebbe Laza said, They both will agree, Basil will agree, Basham will agree, that which child that's born is going to be a Mamzer? Only a child that's born from an Einish Kodis. And therefore, what that would mean is that according to Basil, if you're going to follow Beishamai's opinion, and this tsara, this co-wife, is going to marry the brother, that's the Issachotis. So the child will be a mamzer. But according to, if you're going to do what, what Beishamai, uh, again, but if you're going to do what Beishil said, which is that this tsara is not chayv in Yibum, and this tsara is going to go and get married to someone else, according to Beishamai, you're only over in the Issalav, Lysia, Eishis, Amesa, Chutza. So the child that's going to be born from that is not going to be a mamzer. Because it's only Yisra of Alav. So here, what did Rabbi Lazar here clearly say? Rabbi Lazar said that there's no, there's no uh, Mamzer from Yisra Alav. So how can we say that the opinion of Rabbi Lazar here in the Mishnah, that a Kuti cannot marry a Kutis, is because there's a suffix that maybe this Kutis, maybe the father of the Kutis is a guy, but maybe the mother of the Kutis is a Yid, and therefore the child that's born is going to be a Mamzer. That, that's only according to Rabbi Kiva's opinion. That says that the child that's born from such a marriage is a Yid and is a Mamzer. But Rabbi Lazi here clearly disagrees with Rabbi Kiva that says that the child that's born from such a marriage is, is going to be a Mamzer. Okay, so the Gemara here is going to give another Pshat. This, this Pshat goes all the way down basically to the Mishnah on the next Amid. We'll learn the Mitzvah tomorrow.